Welcome to this podcast from the Vessel Collective Church here in the heart of Texas. Our mission is to be vessels of the living Christ, set apart for His purpose and His kingdom. We thank you for sharing in this message here today. We really, as the elder team, we kind of felt like um, we were coming to an end of a chapter, so to sorts, of... Um, of a church and, 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 and starting this new chapter. And so as we planned the vessel in the summer of 2019, and Gary, if we could move this back just a tad bit so I can see Martha. Sorry, Martha, I just want to be able to see your pretty face. So as we kind of came and um, began to plan this church in 2019, we, at the end of this year, we felt like the Lord had laid such a foundation that, that we are kind of starting this new chapter. And so we kind of land on this idea of build and this idea that the Lord's calling us to build something here at the vessel. And so for the past month, we've been in this discussion about what that means, what that looks like to build a church. And so as we wrap that up today, and as we are commissioning Amber as uh, an elder here at the vessel, we, I thought it would be great to have kind of a, a panel round table, even though we're not in a round table uh, discussion so you could hear from the heart of these elders. Uh, and so this is gonna be very off the cuff as much as I could force them to be off the cuff. And it, many of you know Joe, and Joe's another one of our elders uh, who chairs our elder board. He is actually serving in Vessel Kids with your preschoolers this morning, so he couldn't be there with us. So we have the three most uh, unexcited to like have a microphone and speak. And so uh, we originally had this roundtable discussion plan, but this is, I feel like we're on like... Um, Jay Leno, and I said that early, and somebody criticized me, like they said, Jay Leno, that shows your age, and I don't watch, I guess, Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel Live, I don't know what it's called, but this is very uh, Jay Leno-ish to me, that we're sitting here together, and so our heart is to really just kind of have a discussion, and for you to hear from their hearts, and for them to be as off the cuff as possible. I mean, Martha was up till 1 a.m. last night, making sure she had all her answers written down, and was up early this morning, so... Um, thank you, Martha. And I, I think they should know that I'll talk for 45 minutes and never give them an opportunity. So I'm going to do my best to not do that. Uh, so thank you all so much for being here and for being willing to kind of share your heart. I know it's a vulnerable place to get up in front of a bunch of people and online and uh, to share your heart with where God's calling us. So uh, as kind of an intro, I was thinking about this and I was talking about this with Joe, but we talk about eldership and consider what it means to be an elder and being called into eldership. I guess I'll ask y'all this question. It doesn't have to go down the line. It's just kind of however, is did you ever, like as in, you're serving as the elder of a church, did you ever see yourself being in that spot and being an elder uh, at a church? No. There's one no. 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 <laughs> no, I thought elders looked like Gary. Oh, yes, <laughs> let's go. I thought elders, Man, I that's prayed for so you. good. <laughs> that's awesome. She thought elders were always handsome. That's right. So, uh, so if, I mean, I knew your answer would all be no, because we've had enough conversations. And trust me, like, did you ever think you'd be a pastor? Heck no, right? But here we are, and this is the goodness of the Lord. So in that same spirit, uh, just to share a little bit of perspective of how you got to this, not got to this place, because this isn't a place to strive for, and we talk a lot about a lot of that, but being willing to say yes to the Lord calling you into this, kind of how did that process happen for each of you to kind of the Lord bring you into this? Yeah, go ahead. 
I was just doing the next right thing in front of me, is all it is. Um, what was God calling me to do next? Where was I supposed to be? Who was I supposed to love on, encourage? And so you, one of the questions, the elder questions is, do you aspire to be? I'm like, no, but okay, we'll walk through that door. And just as I walked through the process, filled out the questionnaire, met with people, listened to people, prayed a lot, pursued a lot, where did God want me next? And this was the next door to walk in. Could you guys fire me tomorrow and I'd be okay? I'm like, yeah, I'd still show up, do the next thing, do the next right thing in front of me. So I guess that gets back to our humility that we have in our um, one of our core values. And for me, it's just the next right thing. And I, don't, I know, Martha, you have, your kids are adults. Well, technically, let's mm. be honest, Jason mm. Thomas, they're technically adults and you don't have grandkids, so you don't know, but that's like Frozen 2 is doing the next right thing. Amen, parents oh, in the room. I did not know that. So you're basically quoting the, the, the storyline of Frozen 2, the next right thing. All right, Amber, Gary, what about y'all? Um, kind of the same thing as Martha. It took me a little longer, I think, to say yes. Mine was a little more um, yeah, specific to a life situation. But, um, you know, we had done, I had done two and a half years leading worship, so uh, when Joe first called me, he's like, you're probably going to say no, and I said, okay, um, but um, I had a dear friend who was one of my best friends uh, who unfortunately passed away last fall, but a year ago, I drove up to see him in Ohio. He was battling cancer that had come back, and um, it was a very emotional trip for a lot of reasons. I've known him since I was 18 years old, and, and uh, I was driving back to Texas and praying about this, and I, I said, Lord, I don't even know what an elder is, but I'm pretty sure I'm not one, and he said, you just did what an elder does, right? And it was very emotional, and I came back and said yes, because, like Martha said, it was made clear to me it was the next thing, the next yes. Amen. And I think, yeah, like we say humility in that same spirit of Gary to say, like, I don't know what that is. And like the affirmation of the Lord, we say humility is our core value. And it doesn't mean that we excel or that we're excellent at being humble because that disqualifies you from humility. But it's a heart of what we shared, you know, and I read that scripture and we affirmed Amber of like, man, the Lord exalts the humble and to seek humility and want to be used by him. And I think, uh, yeah, like for, for both of you guys and, and, and for Gary, you know, we, we asked Gary to consider, prayerfully consider being an elder. When we as a kind of team thought about Gary, we were like, he's going to say no. Like he's busy. He's, he just stepped down from leading worship. Uh, you know, we know he's, he's run hard. And part of it is like we wanted, we were, our attitude was like, well, we'll let him say no. And he didn't, like a sucker, right? <laughs> but I think that's a message for all of us of like there's people in our lives and we're talking about building this church and building the vessel. And what does it look like to allow someone else to say no and not be afraid of that? Not be afraid of like, hey, man, would you like to come to church with me? No, okay, like that's okay. Or whatever it may be, hey, do you wanna go out and have lunch or get a bite to eat? And they may say no, but they may say, well, let me get back to you. My schedule's pretty busy. That's a no. So Amber, last for you. Yeah, how did the Lord kind of? I feel like ever since we walked in those doors two and a half years ago, it's just been door after door flying open um, and the Lord being like, I need you to do this. 
um, and me being like, I am not equipped to do this, and everyone around me going, oh no, yeah, you can do this. Um, so I think I'm just, I'm just listening at this point, listening to the Lord. I still have no idea how I ended up up here. Um, but Oceans was a song that really got me through some hard times, um, what, eight years ago? Well, I, years ago. Um, and I've never heard it played here before. And of course, I walked in early this morning when Jana was practicing, I was like, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, so just little things like that of, no, you're supposed to be here. Like, and I, I need really strong nudges from the Lord to get to do things. And I mean, I had these people in jail constantly being like this, no, no, you need to do this. The Lord is telling us you need to do this. So. Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, yeah, I remember that Sunday that you came in and you and, you and Trevor sat in the back and you were pregnant. You had Henry, I don't know. The like next, two weeks later? Yeah, the next couple of weeks. And so it's been sweet to see, like, as we've talked about this idea of build, it's kind of been two parts of this conversation. One has been a part of looking back and seeing, man, look at the foundation that the Lord has laid in the last two and a half years. And then looking forward to say, what is God calling us to build upon that foundation? And when we start to hear stories of, like, Carrie's leading worship and stepped out. Amber, uh, you know, and Trevor just came in. Like, if this is your first Sunday here, and that's what the Lord does. You walk in a church to visit as a guest because someone invited you, and you say yes, and the Lord begins to use you in ways you never thought were possible. And, and that's, that's like when we talk about the foundation that's laid, that's it. And so I want to read the scripture from Luke um, chapter six, and, and it's kind of a jumping off point. And we're really going to talk about two things. I'm going to ask you all about foundation, and I'm going to ask you about building. And trust me, we're not, like, we don't close a door and the Spirit of God land in the room and speak powerfully, and we just write down exactly what we're supposed to do. I mean, we're like all of us trying to follow the Lord, just trying to be faithful, trying to seek after Him, trying to be accountable to one another, to Him, as what we're supposed to do. So Luke chapter six, uh, <clears throat> Verse 48, Jesus is telling this parable about a wise and a foolish builder. So as we talk about building, uh, he says this in verse 48, he says, talking about the, the wise builder, he says, they are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. So... Like we've had, we have the best seat in the house, right? We get to see all the amazing things and hear all the stories that the Lord's doing in the body. And so as you look back, I'll ask you the question, you know, as, kind of, as we kind of look back, is how have you seen the Lord laying a foundation here at the vessel in the past year plus? <clears throat> I would say that I have the unique perspective that we came in right as Vessel was born, essentially, I think two weeks after, right? Yeah. Um, and so to Trevor and I, it looked like, oh, this is a, a small church, right? And everyone else is like running around on fire. <laughs> um, but there was just a spirit of authenticity. And we had both grown up in churches our whole life, different types of churches. Um, but this just felt different. You know, I was nine and a half months pregnant. So, of course, that's an eye catcher. Um, and I figured people would come up to me and talk, and they did. Um, but I got stopped as we were leaving. You know, we want to bless you when the baby comes. We want to give food, you know, all these things. And I was like, yeah, okay. And so I wrote down my information because, you know, 
I grew, well, no, I didn't grow up in the South, but I've been in many Southern churches. Like, this is what you do. It's common currency. And they called me the next day. Like, what kind of food do you like? What do your children like? You know, all these things. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen follow through like this in 24 hours. You know, everyone remembered us the next Sunday. It just, it was so different. Um, and the, the family feel, the love that is here, that's like the, it's like a beating core that you can feel when you walk in here. Um, and I've never experienced something like that before. Love that. You know you just promise every guest in the room that we're going to bring them food tomorrow. Yeah, so pretty that's much. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit different. goes back a bit further because of our history and history with ACF um, and probably a little more specific, but the foundational things were right from the very beginning. And um, Jake asked me to come over and help with worship in... April, about four years ago, April of 2018, and um, there's a lot of reasons I was at ACF's main campus, and it's pretty comfortable where I was, and I'm not as young as I used to be, so I was like, I don't really need to do that, and um, we did a rad fair um, a few weeks into this process. Some of you were probably at that up yeah, at if ACF. If you don't know what rad is, so yeah. it's just a Sorry, yeah, brief thing. Rad is just our special needs ministry um, that we love families that have children that are differently able, and we had kind of one of the things we do is a resource fair for families. It's free for them. So and Gary came and yeah, and Amber's talking about those affirmational things that the Lord does, but and we've continued to see it when we we talked this week, and there's probably a thousand stories that everybody in this room has. Mine started with Rad, and Rad Fair was uh, up at the main campus of ACF, and there was vendors. Uh, that made uh, products for special needs families. And it was a beautiful day. We were running sound with David Cherry, who is now a pastor here in Round Rock. And um, at the end of the day, you and Taylor were giving away gifts to these families. You didn't have to, but they were giving them gifts as the parents were coming back, uh, you know, to pick up their children. And, um, and Jake had kind of told me the story how we got involved with Rad, which was good. And I'm sitting at the mixer with David and I looked at him and he, he started to cry. He got teared up and he looked at me and he said, is this for real? And I said, yeah, I think it is. And I got emotional. And he said, you're a fool if you don't join this family. And in the four years since, um, and I mean, again, there's so many stories, but the one that sticks out in my mind is there's one of the rad children is Jackson. And I think uh, I still have the image on my phone uh, from three and two years ago of Paul Turner carrying Jackson up the bouncy house steps yeah. Yeah. on his back. And I think of uh, the year after that, I have a video of Scott Marshall with Jackson dancing in those fountains we had. And I know we've talked about it as an elder team, but I've never seen Jesus more clearly than in those moments and that's the foundation. That's the DNA of this church. And how would you not want to be part of that? Yeah, it's beautiful. And I just remember uh, after that conversation with, with Scott was dancing with Jackson, he was dancing to this worship song that was like, it was like the power shuffle, but it was like, the, it was like the Cupid shuffle, but like the Christian version. And it was, and I had someone that came up to me like a few weeks later and they said, you know, I just think our worship needs to be really biblical and make sure. And I'm like, man, like, is there no more worshipful thing than this child 
who's differently abled, dancing in a fountain to the Cupid shuffle Christian version. Does anything bring more glory to God? And that sort of thing. And I, I love how both what you said is like, foundation is just like what the Lord began to raise rather than us. I don't want you to think that we sat down and was like, all right, we want, this is our great strategy for how to build a healthy foundational church. It's just identifying the things that were there, the things of family, the things of people just being willing to serve and uh, run sound and, uh, and, and bring a child up a, lot, uh, up a bounce house and to just love for the sake of loving people in the name of Jesus Christ. And Martha, what about you? Uh, from a practical standpoint this last year, you just need, you need to know as an elder board, as your church, that we've set things in place where it's not all about Jake and it's not all about us. He's accountable to us. We're accountable to him. We're accountable to you guys. So I do want you to know that like not one person is in charge and we're following whatever that one person said. That's not happening. So I just want everyone to know that and be aware of that, uh, that we're really seeking what God wants all of us together and Jake will hear something and let us know. We hear something, we let him know. And it's awesome. We just, we're working together, doing the next right thing in front of us, right? Um, and what I love about this church is it's so unique. It is unlike anything I've ever been a part of before. Um, Amber's talked about it, Gary's talked about it, but it's different backgrounds, different faith backgrounds, different socioeconomic, different um, ethnicities, and it's all coming together, working together in a unity uh, to bring about Christ to others. And he's let us gel, so to speak, this last year. This group of people gel to get us ready, I think, for the next right thing. Yeah, for sure. And I love that. Like, I, that was our heart. Like, if this screen falls over and crushes all of us, like, our heart is at, like, tomorrow, like what the Lord has built, what we've been intentional to do isn't contingent on one person, but it's what we feel like the Lord wants to do. This is his, his church. And I, like even in our initial conversation, we have four core values, authenticity, humility, unity, and generosity. And we've, we've spoken about all of those things. And it's not like, hey, we said, hey, you share about this, but like the generosity of serving and giving away things at RAD, the unity of, of a group of people that the world says don't belong in relationship, to be called into relationship with one another. The, the authenticity of just being real, like we're in a gym, you know, the humility of saying, saying yes and doing the next right thing. I think it's, it's those things that the Lord has laid down that's been really foundational. And that's not a core value that's on a website or on a card somewhere. That's you. Like, that's your life. Like, the, when we talk about foundation, it's the Lord laying pieces down. And I love the scripture that says, a wise builder is like one who digs down to get to the solid rock, which is the Lord, and then builds a foundation there, which is on God and on, on the gospel of Jesus Christ. So as we, as we kind of, after looking back, as we look forward, um, I want to ask the question of uh, kind of what, what the Lord's building and what we feel like he's building. And um, so what do you see as elders? What do you see the Lord is calling us to build here at the vessel? And I want to caveat to say, like, we don't have some sort of like, hey, God spoke this thing over us. It's really a heart about seeking what the next right thing is, how God is calling us to love and serve our community. And so, <clears throat> Gary, I'd love for you to start because I, I love your scripture. You want somebody else. It's, I'd love for you to read that scripture in 1 Peter chapter 2. If you have it, I have it here if you want to read it. Yeah. 
See, Martha's all prepared, and Gary, here, you can read this. Is it Gary sent the scripture as we were praying and preparing this week? Uh, and so, yeah, if you could kind of, as that, the idea of what the Lord's calling us to build here, I love the scripture that you kind of brought. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Amen. Yep. So, yeah, what do y'all, how do y'all feel about what the Lord is calling us to build here at the vessel? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think we saw some of it. I mean, we've seen it from the beginning. And it is a different place. Everybody talks about the uniqueness. Um, one of the things, and it's maybe not unique necessarily to the vessel, but it is unique how we go about it, is like the summer of love last year. The hands and feet. Um, and I think of, um, we could pull a number of things out, but Pamela, Brian, and Walking by Faith. There's a long story with that that we don't have time for, but... Uh, I've known Pam for probably five years and that I met through Karen Green doing prison ministry. And there is anybody who's had the privilege of going and serving with Pam and walking by faith, um, there aren't many like her. She's a warrior and she, she lives that scripture I just, let, I just read. She is a warrior and her purpose is, when, is to be the living stone and to be hands and feet. Um, and she's been praying for people like us to come alongside of her. And a very long story short, uh, we, we were trying to get some things going. I know we did some stuff a year ago at Christmas and gathered some things for her, but it really took off uh, when I was ill last year and was in the hospital, and Jake and Steve, Stephen Godfrey went and met with her. And it blew up. Uh, Melissa could tell me better probably, but it kind of blew Stephen up. Is that a fair a fair statement, and um, I, when I got out, Jake's like, well, let me tell you about these meetings we've been having with Pamela Bryant, and then that rolled right into the summer of love. Um, the fact that we don't meet in a ch fancy church, that we meet in a gym, that like Martha said, we're all from different backgrounds and all have different church experiences is one thing, but the one core value you really see on display here is unity. Right? And there's unity in that purpose. Every time we have asked, either as an elder group or informally, what is it we should be doing more of? And it comes back, outward ministry, being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And uh, we really saw that again last year during the summer. And, and again, I could tell a bunch of stories, but I don't have to because everybody in this room has experienced it. Yeah, amen. I love the idea of like, man, we could pass a mic around and and people could tell testimony and testify to what the Lord is, has built here and what he's calling us to build. And, so and moving that. forward, I just say, if we're not, if that is not our focus, it should be, yeah. right? It has to be. Because the scripture we just read and commissioning Amber this morning, um, we think we're doing this and we're saying yes. He already knew we were going to. Yeah, yeah. Right? Amen. This was yeah. in his will. This is his will being worked out. And this, this is a calling. 
So like Jake likes to say a lot, if you call the vessel home, you're here because you want to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and you want to love others. And if we're not, whatever that looks like moving forward, if we're not keeping that at the center, then we're not building on the foundation. Yeah, amen. And when we kind of began planning for this year and this idea of build, we met with our leaders and kind of did, uh, we had broken into groups and said, hey, what do we do really well? One of the things that they came out is we do a lot with a little. We do a lot with a little. And I want you to know, it's amazing what we get to do. Uh, and, and I've known a lot of churches and just the opportunities that we have to serve along the Pamela Bryant with Walking by Faith, the homeless ministry, to have a ministry of our own that's called RAD that serves families who are differently abled. It's not just saying, hey, can we bring people to go and serve in those areas? It's saying, hey, we're creating this from the ground up to love and serve these families. And it's not because we want to have a ministry or have this thing. It's because that's what God called us to. And there is a void and a vacuum the size of Montana in the kingdom and here on earth and in the church when it comes to serving families who are differently able. It doesn't exist outside of a Sunday morning rad or a Sunday morning buddy system to help kids who are differently abled. And so we said yes to that. We've got two missionaries here from the vessel that we commissioned them just like we did with Amber. We laid hands and said, God has a calling on your life. One family that's living in Nepal and another one that's living in a, a more dangerous area. And she's going to be here in a few weeks. So I'm really excited about that. But I mean, it's just amazing what we get to do. And it's a lot with a little. So I want to say in that same vein, thank you for saying yes to rolling up your sleeves and doing the next right thing and doing the next right hard thing. So Martha and Amber, when y'all think about building, what do you think? So Gary, Gary, you read my list. You, you took my verse. It's, to me, the gospel is really simple. It's not hard at all. And it's, it's Jesus, and it's loving him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving others. That's what he's called us to do. That's what we get to do. So for me, as part of build, as a side caveat, we're not building a building. We're not building a church. When we say build, like we're talking about people coming in here, investing in people's lives, pouring in people's lives, pouring in you so you can pour into your community, right? So for me, second stage of life, um, I want to grab the person behind me you know, and say, come on, let's go, like Hope and Ryan, you know, those about 10 years younger than me, because I want, somebody poured into me, somebody poured into me and was like, Martha, here's what you need to do, here's how you pursue God, so I want to pursue, pour in behind me, say, let's go. I'm not a big Bible study leader, teacher, I don't not like this microphone, I would rather be on a walk with you somewhere, so, um, or if you don't like to walk, I'll have coffee with you too, right, Miss <laughs> Jamie? Miss Jamie and I have had a lot of coffee together. So um, that's what I want to do, pour into the next people and encourage them, because that's why we're here, right? It's to love on the next person. And it's sweet to see God working with all these people and how it all works, because what we've said is a foundation. It'll be sweet to see 5, 10, 50 years from now, the ripple effect. The little girls sitting back there coloring and drawing, they're going to be up here hopefully leading, right? You know, and that's what's sweet, sweet little... Faith and Lily that I get to hang out with sometimes on Thursdays, I love them hard. They don't really like it when I hug them so much, but I really do. <laughs> and what, what's God going to do in those lives? And I love how you, it's like a tapestry. It's this beautiful picture, and it's my gold thread, 
and Jessica's green thread kind of getting with some orange and you burn orange and white threads, but it's creating this beautiful tapestry of how he's working together. And when I pour into Jessica, Jessica pours into me, we get to pour into somebody else, and then they show up here, or then they show up at another church. This is not the end-all, be-all church. Maybe you're supposed to be someplace else. That's okay. But we got to pour into you while you were here, while you went out and served someone else. So that's what build is to me. It's building people. It's Amen. building you. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Amber? I think it's a conviction of mine that to build, you know, there's a basic step. Like, we need, we need more people in this room. Um, and that means that you have to invite people. You have to open your mouth and turn around and say... Hi, and it's not even a, like, do you want to come to church? It's a, how are you? And actually wanting to know the answer, right? It's not just a, a polite thing to say in the grocery line. You're actually wanting to know, because that, like Martha said, the gospel is very simple. Like, we are called to love. And if you're not doing that, that's a problem, right? So we need to go out. When we leave this gym, we need to go out, and we need to love the people in our lives, because they're hurting, right? Everyone is hurting. And... If that leads them in here, then we love them when they come in here. And like Martha said, if they leave and go love on somebody else, like that's the goal, right? Like it doesn't have to be, you know, end all be all in this building, but we have to start talking to people and checking in on them and inviting them and who knows what they need. And Martha shared a story when we were doing our meeting that she'd been walking with this woman for a long time and knew she wasn't a believer, but this woman knew that Martha, you know, was leading one million Bible studies and you know, the opportunities were plenty and yada, yada. And finally, the Lord was like, Martha, open your mouth. And she was like, no, she knows. Martha, open your mouth. So she did. And this woman immediately, of course, I would love to go, right? People want to be invited. They want to be wanted. And that's our job. Step out, love first. Amen. Yeah, I love that. And I think that uh, we, we talk about, yeah, building. And Martha said it and Amber said it. It's like, it's, it's relationship and it's people. And we we speak about authenticity here at the vessel, you know, one thing I say is like, I'm the same. And I think this is, I don't think this is true about all of us. We say, man, I'm the same on Sunday morning as I am on Friday night. But the same, the reverse is also true. I'm the same on Friday night as I am on the Sunday morning, whether it's walking or it's a relationship or somebody that you work with, that you're loving them for the sake of the gospel, not just coming to church to check a box, not just getting in a small group so that you can say, You've been there, done that. It's we want to build and we want to grow, and it's life upon life. It's, it's person pointing to person. It's iron sharpening iron. And so as we cast this vision for build, and what God is calling us to do is to build, as the word says that Gary read, a spiritual house. You are like living stones being built into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. That's what we're called to build. And so our heart and our ask as your elders is to say, to, to say yes to that, to join us in that, to pray and to seek the people around you that you can invite in and bring in. And we could, we could tell stories. A lot of us are here because someone invited us. A lot of us could testify to the love that they've experienced by being becoming a part of the family of the vessel. It's not just about filling this room. It's about seeing the world and our lives of the people around us change for the sake of the gospel. 
And, and like y'all said, the gospel is simple. Starting next Sunday, we're going to start a new series called The Gospel. Very complicated. And literally, starting next Sunday through Palm Sunday, we're sharing the gospel every single Sunday. That's it. We're presenting the gospel throughout Scripture week after week after week. And I'm telling you, it changes lives. It's about the love of Jesus Christ and that the Lord loves people so much of what he did for them. And man, we have a hurting people out there, like Amber said. And if it's somebody that you walk with or somebody that you've been friends with since high school that's been hurt, if we're honest, some of that hurt has come within the church. That at some point they were told that they're bad at some point that they're told that there should be shame and guilt and they've done all these rotten things, but the gospel is a message that the Lord loves you so much that he gave and the value that you have is his, his blood poured out on the cross. And so we're gonna be sharing that. So I'm asking you, we're asking you to, to pour in, to build this church. And so I guess kind of final, kind of quick question I'll ask you off the cuff. Sorry, Martha, she's squirming, she doesn't have notes. Is if, if, Someone that you're leading, someone to hear that the vessel or someone new, what is one thing you would say, like, what do I, like, if you said one thing to do, like, what do I do? Because I think that's a hard thing, because people say, what are we building? What do you mean build? Are we building a building? Are we, you know, doing, what would you say, like, what is that? I know we can talk spiritually, hypothetically, to build a house, a spiritual house, but what is something I can do, like an application I can do today? And I'll, I'll give my answer too, but I'll make y'all go first. I'd say invite someone to lunch that you don't know very well. That would be like a first step. Yeah, amen. There's people in this room you can invite. I love that. I would say get involved like you're talking about, um, you know, for two reasons, really, is we're a small church. There's a handful of people, and I'm, I've been in a number of churches over the last 17 years, so it's not an uncommon thing, but there's a handful of people that do most of the work. We always need help. So whether it's in tech, kids, Lilo, whatever, and in small groups. We talked about it Friday night at our family gathering. Um, I'll just be honest for myself in that the whole thing about we just need to love each other. And I'm like, how do I do that? <laughs> you know, because some of these people I don't even know, yeah. right? And yeah. so if you're not involved and you just come on Sunday, which is great, it's hard to take that next step, and uh, like where we started the conversation with all of us, I don't think there was one of us who were like, yeah, I'm an elder. <laughs> yeah. Let me sign up for that, you know? I mean, you have to take that first step out of your comfort zone and get in a group. Take on something that you haven't done before, you know, that, and, and pray about it. And that's how you get to know other people and get, get involved in the process being part of this family. Amen. Martha, what do you think? So, um, as Amber shared, I would say open your mouth and invite someone. Don't be someone else's no. Don't yeah. be someone else's yes. Let them be their own no. Right, Shay? Yeah. Let them be their own yes. Um, that's, that's what it's about. Look, God, who are you having crossed my path today, you know, that just needs to be encouraged, um, that needs to know? Just don't be their own. Don't be their no. Amen. And I'll say this is, is I'll say you need to pray and ask the Lord and, and pray for people in your life that you can reach out to and grab and bring in and invite and begin a relationship with. And it starts with relationship. Last week, um, 
our other elder, Joe, uh, he led us through a time of praying through the Lord's Prayer uh, for a service. And my family was home, quarantined at the very end of our COVID quarantine. And so we were at home participating through church at home. And so we prayed on there. And, and one of his questions was, is what do you pray for his will to be done? And so there's some neighbors in my cul-de-sac that I love and that I'm praying for that are, don't know Christ. And so I put on the little chat, I said, for my neighbors. And so I prayed for them. And, and there's one neighbor I love in particular, this guy named Mustafa, and they're sweet. They're from Turkey. My brother lives in Turkey, and we have all these connections. He loves basketball. I love basketball. So we like uh, Alfarin Shingun. He's Turkish. He plays for the Rockets. Anyways, so we talk basketball, and he's a great guy. And so I prayed for him that morning. And 30 minutes later, I get a text from him. Hey, Jake, i just thinking about you and your family. I hope you're well. I'm like, Mustafa, I miss you. We've kind of been quarantined. I hope y'all are well as, too. And he said, he said, I want you to know I pray for you. I was like, dude. I was like, Mustafa, I pray for you. And so, man, to see the Lord open up doors is to pray. There are people in your life that don't have anyone praying for them. And pray for them and pray that the Lord opens up that door. So speaking of, I want to close, and what I'd love for us to do is just to spend a few minutes thanking God and praying for our elders, because I want you to know, by stepping into this, I mean, you're putting your neck on the line. You're putting a target on your back for the enemy. We've talked about this. We're up against a real enemy, and I want you to pray for these, these elders that have said yes to serving in this capacity, because it's not an easy job. It's not a glamorous job. And there's heavy responsibility and accountability that comes with it. That by saying yes to this, every one of us will stand before the Lord one day and be accountable to how we led this church. Thank you for joining us this morning for our service. We are publishing content throughout the week for Church at Home through our social media and website. For more information, visit www.vessel.church.